0: Country music artist Erin Kelly may be young, yet for well over half her life, she's been performing for large audiences and on TV. Starting at four years old, This, this is her podcast. Welcome to Erin Kelly's Life Behind the Mic, where each week she will introduce you to life as an independent artist. You'll get a backstage pass to the independent music scene and meet both musicians and experts that will give tips about the music industry and more.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Erin Kelly's Life Behind the Mic. Today, we will be talking with Jim Carolyn Nashville songwriter. Songwriting is so important to what we do as artists because... The the whole entire process begins with a song. Now I started writing at 17 years old. I never really thought I would be writing my own music, but one day it just kind of happened. I wrote a song called Living Disaster. Um, I wouldn't really say it was one of my best songs I had ever written, but no, it really gave me the confidence to continue doing what I was doing. Um, It added a whole new process to what I had been doing in the past. Now, Jim was one of the writers on one of my songs for my first EP, um, and the song was called Fearless. When I heard the song, I knew immediately that it was something that I wanted to have on my album. Eventually, I went to one of his songwriting seminars, and now I have him here to talk a little bit about his songwriting experiences. Jim is a songwriter and creator of the Tune Master Club Songwriters Workshops and publishing company Big Daddy Songs. Most recently, his co-write, I'm Not Coming Down, with Grammy-nominated artist Martha Wash, was a two-week number two hit on the Billboard Dance Club charts and Hot Breakout chart. All right, Jim, thank you so much for coming in today.
2: Thanks, Aaron. I know, I appreciate you sending me those questions before.
1: Oh, yeah, no yeah. problem. <laughs> they're just,
2: they're just kind of interesting, though, like the first one. So, Jim, let's talk about you. Why do you think Aaron Kelly is the best singer you ever heard? Yeah, exactly. It's it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are one of the best singers I've ever heard. So we'll start there. Well, you're one of the best
1: songwriters I've ever heard. Oh, the Mutual Admiration (laughs) Society is now in session. Awesome. Yes. All right. So, um. Could you explain a little bit about your experience as being a Nashville songwriter?
2: Uh, A Nashville songwriter. Well, Nashville is kind of built around the song. Everything starts and pretty much ends with the song. Um, So in Nashville, uh, you basically are writing songs all day long and into the night um, when you're there. Uh, If you have a lucky enough to have a publishing deal you're getting paid to write the songs although eventually they take that money out of your big hit song and pay uh-huh. themselves back <laughs> yeah kind of like being a salesman i guess and you have a uh, you have a draw um so uh so when you're writing a lot of times you're co-writing well i would say 90 98 of the time you're yeah. co-writing with somebody and it seems to be the thing that makes the town go around, the city go around, and everything revolves around that. You I mean you co-write a song, then you try to get it demoed. So now you have all the great musicians. I mean, I've had people play on, uh, you know, Faith Hill records and Dirks Bentley records, and they're doing my demos, um, mm-hmm. and then from there you have the publishing companies and people are pitching them, trying to get them to the record label and the record label recording them. And then, then they do master recordings where they bring in the same guys, just pay them a lot more money to record the same demo. when now it becomes a master mm-hmm. and they release it and hopefully it's a hit. And this keeps going round and around in circles. So it all kind of starts with the song in Nashville. Um, and um, that's, the best place to to start the best yeah. thing and there's so many amazing songs and amazing songwriters in Nashville exactly you know uh people don't realize that it's the mecca of songwriting it's mm-hmm. like the the getting your doctor's degree in songwriting you go there um and you learn and you absorb. And, you know, I used to get on the plane here and I'd have five brand new songs and they were the awesomest songs ever. They're going to love it. It's going to be great. And as I get off the airport, uh, you know, the airplane in Nashville and start walking through the airport, they're playing the music of today, what was on the radio. And as I'm walking, I'm looking at my CD going, this CD is getting really, really sucky as I walk through the airport. <laughs> By the time I got to baggage claim, I go, oh, man, I got so much more to learn. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there's not just country writers. People really kind of think it's just all country. I mean, uh-huh. I'm writing. I was writing with the hip hop R&B team that was doing stuff with Miley Cyrus. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we were doing s- stuff for the Rednecks over in Europe. That weird country dance band, not country, (laughs) fiddles and everything else. So, uh, you know, it's really a great place to go, uh, learn your craft, Mm -hmm. and um, suffer with everybody else. (laughs) But but they become your friends, everybody becomes your friends, and you kind of all kind of try to help each other out. And I've gotten cuts by my friends saying... No, I don't have a song like that, but Jim has a song like that and vice versa. And that's the sort of cool thing that happens. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they had a song like that, I'd never know because (laughs) they'd be pitching it and saying, yeah, (laughs) but, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I want to, I want to. Be the guy or the girl or the writer who gets that cut, but if I can't, then I want my one of my friends to. So
1: yeah, that's great. So you know, it, it's a big community.
2: Yes, it is a community, and you kind of have this thing, which I, I know you probably know Barbara Cloyd. I mm-hmm. don't know if I. Yeah,
1: we've talked put you times. in touch
2: with Barbara, but Barbara calls it the class of whatever that year is. You get there, you start hanging out with people, and then you all start having success. It's probably the same thing in in many other businesses and industries and stuff like that and it's all kind of like you celebrate each other's success and if one of my main co-writers has a big hit then they start all of a sudden he, they're the genius and you know they start looking in their catalog and hopefully they're going to pick one of my songs next and
1: yeah you know, that
2: I wrote with them and they'll have a big hit you know mm-hmm. and I'll have a big hit yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, for someone trying to get their start in Nashville in general, what would you recommend?
2: Well, you have to be there. There's a lot of people who go, oh, I went to Nashville and I gave them my CD and they all went or they all, they all said, wow, this is really good. Cool. Send me more. They say that to everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good way of saying, uh, you know just being nice. Nashville is really nice. I Mm -hmm. mean, the people are mostly nice there. You get a lot of chances, but the big deal is, is like they see thousands of faces every week showing up, handing out their, their songs, their want to be a star, whatever it is. I mean, that Nashville TV show.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not very realistic.
2: Not at all. I mean, all that sleeping around and killing each other maybe, but you know, uh, although I haven't seen anyone well let's see last year somebody (laughs) did shoot somebody oh gosh uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i watched it
1: for like about like one week and then i skipped like one episode and i was completely lost so yeah yeah
2: yeah it's it is kind of funny to watch though uh-huh, yeah. you know it, it's funny when you see the the like stars the real stars in the tv show yeah. and acting and then you go wait a minute they modeled that star after that star who's like you know it's like oh a, yeah a, you know so it's it's really kind of funny that way but um basically you gotta you gotta go you mm-hmm. gotta be there you have to have a presence because what happens is They see you once, but they see a thousand people that that week. And then if you don't come back, they're like, well, you're really not interested. Mm -hmm. And it's really building relationships over a period of time, along with co-writing with other writers, but getting to know publishers and getting to know the secretary, because one day she's going to be the head of the record company or something like Uh that. Um, And helping their careers, too, and being cool. I mean, there's, there's two, you know, if you're a jerk, they're just going to not pay attention to you. Uh-huh. The worst thing that can happen is being irrelevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really have to be there. You have to learn your craft. You have to go put your time in. And when I started doing that, I mean, I just went down um, because I wrote with a writer from outside of Philadelphia named mm-hmm. Bob McCormick, a song Um, and he entered it in a songwriting contest and we came in second in the world. And so he's, he kept going back and forth to Nashville. So we wrote Mm -hmm. another song with some guys in Nashville. Um, I wasn't even in Nashville. He just called me up. He goes, we're stuck. You got anything? (laughs) So I sent them down a, uh, like a little bit of a lyric and an idea called chasing shadows. And like two hours later, I got back a revision and then we kept going back and forth over email. And then when we wanted to demo it, that's when I went down and, um, so, from there, I started meeting more people and going down more, and then eventually, I would go down for seven to ten days at a time every two months or so. And for me, that I was very lucky because, um, you know, my kids were kind of young uh, at the time. And my mom was an hour away, and she'd come up and watch the kids, and my wife was great, my wife was awesome. Um, you know, when we got married, I was a professional musician, all my friends were like, oh, you're never gonna play again. And yeah. I started, you know, I played 200 shows a year.
0: Wow. And, uh,
2: um, so, um, you really have to go back and forth, and you have to take your time doing it too, enjoy every si- every single little you know, bit of success that you have and keep doing it um because if you're not there you're not gonna win as Barbara and another uh-huh, says yeah. you must be present to win uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and that's really it
1: and i think it's always good to you know keep a positive attitude like you do you know yeah
2: yeah i mean it, it, i i've had some really bad times in nashville where uh-huh. i just wanted to uh you know just drive the rental car all the way home and mm-hmm. you know i've had times where you know i can I was like, okay, where am I gonna sleep tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Wow. But fortunately enough, I met some really great people who became friends. And I, you know, their couches were all available. And one guy in particular, Bud Tower, has been become my best friend. And one night we were just sitting around uh, after we wrote all day long and we were taught we're out to dinner with some other writer, an artist who had cut a song of his. And Bud looked at me, and said, Where are you where are you staying? And I'm like, well, I'm over at the Roach Motel. (laughs) He's like, now you're staying with me from now on. I still have keys to all of Bud's apartments and houses that he doesn't even live in anymore. Oh, wow. It's kind of funny. (laughs) And, 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 you know, Bud and Chris Bergen, is another great, Chris is a great mentor. I stay with him. Pete Salas. Pete actually has the new um, Maddie and Tay song, on the radio called uh, Shut Up and Fish.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that so, one. So, I mean, he's stuff. the
2: writer for that. Jim McCormick wrote, I stayed with him a lot. He wrote a, um, Take a Little Ride for Jason Aldean and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So, it's it's kind of cool to see my friends and I and everyone kind of start having success around the same time. And Bud wrote God and Guns for Leonard Skinner and
1: Oh, wow. And
2: ha- and Hank Williams Jr. is putting it out now again. Oh, okay. So, That's it's cool. pretty cool. You know, he's having... Tw- two cuts a major a artist with that yeah yeah so it's, it's it's neat
1: so um i would also like to talk a little bit about this song that you wrote for martha wash
2: <laughs> 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 your hit my uh, hit song
1: your hit song um so what i was wondering is um originally i know this song started off as a country song and yes. you transitioned into an r&b dance hit so h- how did you do that like how did the process work
2: well when you look at me you obviously say he's a disco dance diva songwriter
1: oh oh yeah <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs>
1: that was you my know. first thought you oh, know?
2: yeah i know i know for those who are out there listening you can go to i don't know net, and i don't even know if there's pictures of me up there but somewhere you'll find me yeah and you know I'm not a disco dance diva song. No. I I don't (laughs) quite look like that. (laughs) So so at any rate, the song actually started Chris Bergson, who I was staying with. Uh, Chris had uh, a friend who needed a ride because she was out the night before celebrating her birthday. And he's like, uh, and I got canceled on. And whoever canceled on me that day, thank you. I don't know who you are. I don't remember. But at any rate, Chris is like, can you go give my friend Brandy a ride? I got to go to another co-write. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to give your friend a ride (laughs) where? To find her car.
1: Oh, Does she know
2: where her car is? Not really. <laughs> so it started that way. But then Chris is like, well, Brandy, you'll sing a demo for you. And I listened to demo- Brandy. She's a phenomenal singer. And so for free. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go get her. So I, Brandy and I, I went and picked her up. She knew where her car was. Uh, it was funny, but um, that's good. <laughs> but at any rate, she we just hit it off, and like the next night, we started writing, and we wrote this song, um, "I'm Not Coming Down," and and I think we finished it towards the end of that week, uh, again at like one or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the demo we did was me sitting on one side of the couch and Brandy sitting on the other side of the couch with my laptop in front of her with GarageBand mm-hmm. and her just singing and me being a couple feet away, so the guitar is not that loud. That was the demo we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a tip sheet, and it said that this major song or a major singer was looking for a song and more of a spiritual song. And I thought, well, that'd be cool. So I sent it to her, and it turned out that uh, um, a couple of days later, her manager, not a couple of days, probably about a week later, her manager calls me back and starts talking to me about it. and then she wanted to tweak it, and so we start Martha and I kind of start co-writing and we finish the song together. And it was on her her album, which is really a adult contemporary record. Mm-hmm. And it ended up getting a cut through the Grammys a couple of places. We never made it to the end, but in eight different categories. And that record went number one on Amazon, which was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It was her first record in 10 years or nine years. And um, it was different. But her fan base has been a dance fan base so a year later her manager calls me and we become very good friends her manager and i and he says we're gonna do a dance song of yours okay you know we're gonna turn it into dance song so they hired this guy uh tony moran who's worked with tons of people uh, you know madonna and all this other stuff and he did remixes of it he did okay. five different remixes and then it got out of hand and all these other dj remix guys came in and they released 25 different versions of the song <laughs>
1: that's amazing
2: yeah. and you know it just shot to the top of the charts when they released it which was great yeah so well that's,
1: congratulations on yeah. your hit that's amazing it's <laughs> yeah. such a great song very inspiring um thank you so much jim for coming in and um thank you we'd love to have you back in the future cool Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and you can check out all the episodes at AaronKellyMusic.com.
0: Thanks for listening to Aaron Kelly's Life Behind the Mic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Be sure to connect with Aaron on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course her website, AaronKellyMusic.com. That's AaronKellyMusic.com.
1: This has been a Steve Mitten social media creation. creation. Steve Mitten socialmedia.com.